Yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 48 of the Sailor Jerry podcast. My name is Matt Cawthron. I am still your host. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, today is Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. And Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum is still made the old school way. 92 proof, bold, and smooth as hell. I hope everybody's doing great out there. Uh, I hope everybody had an awesome Halloween. We played a show in Austin, Texas, and it was off the chain. Uh, we didn't have time to do anything that great. I shouldn't have, that's actually a lie. We just ordered costumes too late because we had a lot of stuff going on, but we were at least able to play as a band of skeletons and uh, it was an awesome show. Austin, of course, one of the greatest cities in the world. Um, so our Halloween was great on the road. I hope everyone out there who celebrates Halloween had a good time. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are into November. My God, the year is pretty much already done. I mean, we're getting close to holiday time here. You know, midway through November is when the industries start shutting down and people start going home and getting ready for the holidays and all that stuff. So before you know it, the year is going to be over. So I hope everyone is experiencing, you know, a lot of love, a lot of gratitude, uh, a lot of positivity in their lives right now. Um, you know, the grind doesn't stop, of course. Life doesn't stop for the holiday season. We all know that. But hopefully, as the year winds down, everybody out there listening to the Sailor Jerry podcast will get to wind down a little bit as well. If you are watching on the YouTube, you might notice uh, that I am wearing a rocker vest, okay? Uh, I am at the stage of tour right now where I have bought a vest from a gas station as a joke and then somehow it became a serious part of my ensemble so I don't really know what I'm doing right now with my life uh, I'm just kind of going moment by moment so you know go ahead and check out the YouTube let me know what you think about the vest okay let me know pump it or dump it thumbs up thumbs down of course if you're listening to the podcast on either Spotify, Apple Music, uh, you know, Amazon, however you listen to your podcast, please make sure to follow, subscribe, like. If you could uh, write a review, honestly, you know, and let's be real, write a positive review, okay? Your boy is out here doing everything he can to keep the podcast game moving forward, okay? So drop me a line, drop me a review. Uh, let me know what you think, you know? And uh, of course, that stuff is really great for the podcast. It goes a long way. Um, so we appreciate it. What else is going on out there? We got some big news uh, for all you grillers out there uh, on the barbecue sauce front. Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum has collaborated with the veteran-owned and operated Grill Your Ass Off to create a one-of-a-kind Sailor Jerry Ironsides barbecue sauce. Um, this is something that just launched November 1st. 
Um, and it's basically a very, very limited and unique badass barbecue sauce made by Grill Your Ass Off using uh, the Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum 92 proof, bold and smooth as hell in barbecue sauce form, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, 100% of the proceeds are going to benefit veterans. So this is a very cool thing. Um, we're actually going to have Jason Murph, who is the owner of Grill Your Ass Off, on the next episode. Uh, so you can look forward to more details on that. But for now, go to SailorJerry.com or go to GrillYourAssOff.com and pick up a bottle because not only is it amazing, okay, but, and I've had it, it's good, but all proceeds are going to veterans. And of course, 50% of that is going to Grill Your Ass Off. The other 50% of that is going to the Independence Fund, which is a nonprofit committed to restoring the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual independence of our nation's veterans. Uh, so a really, really cool collaboration that Sailor Jerry's got going on. Do yourself a favor, go support it. And if you don't eat meat, you can still support it because it's a great sauce. It goes good on veggies. It goes good on Beyond Burgers. It goes good on everything. So go to SailorJerry.com, go to GrillYourAssOff.com, and get yourself a bottle, okay? It's time for episode 48. Patrick Kinlan is the always entertaining and outspoken frontman for the band Drug Church. In this freestyle touring episode of the podcast, Patrick and I check in from the road with hilarious updates and polarizing opinions from the front lines of the music industry. Of course, we also dig into Patrick's quote-unquote day job as a comic book writer and creator. We talk about his poetic lyrical approach and his uncompromising artistic attitude. Patrick is an awesome guy. He's funny as fuck. Uh, and we've been on tour with Drug Church for the last month. So this was a really cool episode to make. Uh, and again, another reason why I love having this podcast. So sit back, relax. Pour yourself some Sailor Jerry, and let's go! Jerry podcast live on the road here with our very special guest Patrick Kinlan from Drug Church. Patrick, thanks for being with us here. My pleasure, thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, so we're on the road here now. We're in Atlanta, okay? Atlanta tonight. Mm. Uh, full disclosure. So I know this is going to air probably on uh, next week. So we're about a, a week behind, but uh, but it's been great so far. I know, you know, we'll get into the band and all that stuff, but. How has touring kind of changed over the years for you? Are you still, you know, full tilt, let's go, or has it slowed down a little bit? Okay, so uh, it's an interesting time in my life because I'm rapidly aging, deteriorating, <laughs> you know, turning to dust. Uh, however, uh, being in a band is uh, economically viable 
really for the first... Now, if I tried to explain to your listeners just how stupid I am, they would never believe it, right? Because I've devoted a, a long time to playing music with no financial benefit outside of the last four years, right? Like, and actually skip that because two of those years were a bust because of the pandemic, right? Yeah. So let's say two split and then two, right? So, but I've been playing music forever, so that's a long time yeah, to get yeah, yeah. nothing. So what's uh, the cruel irony of this life, right, is that now that my band should be a little bit more popping or may be able to be viable in some way, financially liquid, whatever, uh, I hmm. am in a rapid decline. You know what I mean? I'm old. I'm I'm like, things are not working. I don't remember. I left my phone in two different vehicles on this tour. You know what I mean? It, it's uh, it's tragic. I gotta I gotta stay on the positive and remind myself that some people got real health problems, and I am just going through the natural uh, entropy. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But it is still sad, right? It's sad that it should be like, oh, hey, Patrick, your band's ripping. And it's like, yeah, but I'll be dead in five years. So, I, you know, what can it do? So but what happens if you guys, what happens, say, Drug Church hits with the fucking monster single in like 10 years from now? How are you going to feel about it? Are you going to be mad that you're not young? Or you, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> now, uh, I, I, I'm not going to assume anything about uh, uh, about your marital status or your listeners. But I'll say this. A lot, Matt, my girlfriend does not care about music. She does not yeah, care yeah. about me doing music. She doesn't even think it's cool or interesting, right? Yeah. So with that out of the equation and this idea that she and I will probably be married soon, uh, nothing really matters. You yeah. know what I mean? I could, go, I could go work at Taco Bell if I really had to. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've done a lot of cool things in music. Uh, I, I got the family part of my life dialed in. I still got most of my hair and my health. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. should I uh, should I hit something nice now? You know, what I mean, get the sped up TikTok version that gets me to thirty million plays or whatever. Yeah, whatever the yeah, fuck yeah. people are doing. Uh, should that happen now? It's all gravy. You know yeah. what I mean? I had a nice I had a nice run doing things that were expressive and fun, and like all things, it'll age poorly. People will mock it in ten years. You think so? <laughs> Listen, I. This is zero disrespect. I mean this from my heart. This is zero disrespect. But I, I fell down a hole of. There was a festival in Vegas last weekend. Oh, when we were young. When we were young. Yes. Yes. My YouTube made one suggestion, and now it's just when we were young, right? Yeah. Because like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. made the mistake. Yeah, 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 I clicked yeah. through, wow. and now That's I've seen about eleven. Algorithm. Yes, I've seen about eleven <laughs> Glassjaw videos from when we were young. Which, no disrespect to Glassjaw, I didn't need that many. You no, know, what I mean? no, no. But here's the thing, right? I don't know if you're familiar with that band at all, Glassjaw. Yeah, I am a little bit. I was never love the guys. Was never really that big of a fan of the band. No, I, honestly. Uh, so interestingly, they did uh, Don Fury demos that are really kind of interesting because cool. it's before it kind of got glossy. Whatever. Those are worth checking out. But yeah, I, I'm a very casual fan. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, gotcha. That's, which is why, no disrespect, but it's why I felt abused by getting 25 fucking yeah, uh, yeah, videos. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, you're a but, super fan. <laughs> but here's what I, it was an interesting conversation uh, that I had today. Uh, the guitarist of that band, I, underappreciated. I was watching them, and, I, uh, and then I started getting recommended videos from 1998 and shit like that. And I was like, oh, this fellow really rips. Yeah. This fellow shreds. And somebody said, when I was saying this, I said, this fellow shreds. Uh, they were saying, why don't you think. Like Glassjaw, uh, let's, oh, let's check their listens. Oh, they don't have a ton of listens. What is that? And I said, 
even though it's more clever than a lot of stuff from that era, it still feels trapped in that era. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Like a lot of stuff at when we were young. Yeah, right? yeah. And again, this is no disrespect because people had a great time at that shit, I guess, yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not for me to judge necessarily, but what I'll say is it got me reflecting on how not everything ages poorly. Everything. Like, you and I might love Led Zeppelin, but we're yeah. probably the last generation that will love Led Zeppelin. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, ooh, I don't know, though, dude. No, you no, don't think there's so nothing is timeless? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> because, uh, as I've always said, whether it's Mao or Jesus, nobody's going to remember either of those fools in a thousand years. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've already had good runs. You know what I mean? Great runs. <laughs> so, great so, runs. So, but, but a thousand years Jesus from now. Jesus had a great run. Great run. <laughs> two thousand years. Very few people get two thousand years. But of being remembered, being relevant, etc. Who do you think is going to survive until when we get gills and shit or are yeah, on, on yeah, Mars yeah. or whatever it is? So <clears throat> everything ages poorly eventually like think about um okay well you, you walked in the green room the other day we were watching uh this is the end right yeah, yeah, yeah comedy yeah. from 2014 2014 yeah, yeah, is an eye blink away that's not yeah, very, that yeah, was yeah. right around the, that that age that movie aged poorly like a year later though. right not to me yeah i enjoyed the shit out of it watching it the other day i was all giggles <laughs> right but to let's say to a 19 year old tropic thunder would be another great example tropic yeah. Thunder, very funny movie yeah, yeah, yeah. try showing it to a 19 year old they a certain moment in the film comes and they go like this why are you doing this to me why are you showing this to me yeah. this might be legal now you know this what is I mean? torture is yeah. it, so my, this is all to say that uh, I don't think anything is timeless I think everything will age poorly so you have to embrace it yes. I'm gonna look like a fucking clown in a couple yes. years it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> you know what I mean and I used to be so down on it because there's there's studio bands yeah right Steely Dan doesn't need to look good you know what I mean? Like, like, no, no, no. <laughs> it could look yeah, like yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And then there's bands that looking like hell is their thing. Jay Mask has looked like fried yeah. dog shit for 25 <laughs> years. You know what I mean? Don't fucking matter. <laughs> but then there's bands that it's like, you don't want to go to their show and watch them. You don't want to see them. Just, you don't want to see you don't, them, you don't, right? you don't want to see them looking, yeah. looking bad, looking looking, looking weathered, looking spent, looking fried. Right. And, and yeah. I've always said, yeah, I'll probably... At least for drug church. Now, music, maybe not. M uh, music, I'll probably do I I until, you know, uh, it, it, my voice really goes. But even Dylan still, f he has no voice. He still fucking did the thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> I really enjoy music. I'll probably continue to do that indefinitely. But stuff like drug church, which is physical and, and, and uh, uh, ki kind of kinetic live, you know, unless I get really into CrossFit, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to yeah, be, yeah. eventually, people are going to say, Patrick looks fat and unhappy on that stage yes you know what i mean and, yeah. and uh perhaps somebody should take him around the woodshed and boom, it's boom, time boom. to put him down <laughs> you know what I mean? it's time to put him down and here's the thing certain bands uh sick of it all yeah sick of it all is remarkably good live yeah you, still it's crazy. still and, yeah. and these are not young gentlemen yeah. you know what i mean but you could tell career dudes they looked at it in the mirror one day and said you know we can't be spent we, yeah. we, we have we have to keep up on yeah. ourselves we have to do the yeah, thing yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. and they did it my band are unambitious fucking slobs they're gonna look terrible in 10 years you know what i mean they, they're no sick of it all yeah so they might age worse than i do and all i'm saying is don't don't be aggressive in the youtube comments people you don't gotta tell me i'm done already but no like, no, no 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 but if 
when the time comes, I hope a friend will tap me on the shoulder. Dude, I I believe I I'm the same way because the the plight of the aging frontman, especially in in the punk rock world, it's a it's a fucking slippery slope, man. I mean, very few people can pull it off all the way to the end. You know what I mean? But the- like very very few. You know, so I think for myself, I'm a guy who likes to run around on stage. Yep. I like to, you know, all the all the bands that I saw as a kid, the the, the front man or front woman was insane, you know. So that's like the style that I always thought was the best, you know, it was just go crazy. I know that there's going to come some point in my life where I can't really do that, or if I can do that, it's not going to look good. It's not going to look good. <laughs> it's not gonna, like uh, again, this is zero. So this is like a touchy subject because. I don't necessarily want to see Ben Weasel do his thing, right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But Ben Weasel has every right to do his thing. Yeah, because yeah. Because these are people. Is Ben that, Weasel still going? I, I think he took a little vacation. Yeah, he had to but, take a he had to take a step he, back. He sat down for a minute. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, yeah. Uh, but, I used to love Screeching Weasel. Man. Sure, but, yeah. uh, but here's the thing: we can still love Screeching Weasel. Do we want to see Screeching Weasel? Different no. question. Yes. Different question. Yes. Um, like the dwarves, love the dwarves. Yeah. Not yeah, not yeah. Now they were never not love. Sp- love black, love black. You know, but uh, but yeah, I agree. I mean, those are great songs. But here's the thing: and when when they were in their prime, God, I wasn't even. I the videos thrill me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the video. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, but here's yeah. the thing: and straight up, I haven't seen the dwarves in ten years. Maybe they're still hot. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. But this is just they looked respectfully. They looked spent twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because well, that they just was had like, a that was, that was that was part of the gig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's right. That's that, right. That might be the trick. If and you it start, worked. if you start spent, you know, it's like my buddy used to always say: the first day of your job, like you should go like high or like fucked up, so, <laughs> so they just think you're like that all the time. Your, your buddy worked at where, warehouse. Is that, is that what's going on? He's like, show up to your job on perks. It'll work out. You know? But the. the uh, Look, I, I really want to be clear. I don't want to. I'm not trying to shit on because I'm. I, when I say I'm turning to dust, it's not a joke. Like, I, like yeah. I, ageism, as they say, is the only prejudice with a built-in irony. Yeah. Right. Because. Yeah. The, for whom the bell tolls, motherfucker, you're yeah. gonna get it too. Yeah. You know. What I mean? yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm not knocking these guys. The dwarves have written far better songs than I ever will. That, that's their legacy. I don't. If I say yeah, they're not great in 2022, which I don't know. But if I say that, no disrespect, they're still yeah, of course, a legacy. Of course, you know what I mean. This is a no disrespect podcast. Yeah, I'm not trying to. This is a. <laughs> I'm not going for legends here. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. What's uh, what's your take on the music industry right now? What are you What are you feeling about it? Like, how does it how does how does it affect drug church specifically? Like, what's your guys' kind of bubble like? Are you on a label right now? Yeah, so it's an inter- that's the most interesting thing. Now th- we could talk about the Bronx because I had this conversation. We'll get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I had a conversation earlier on this tour where th- somebody reminded me. They said we we're talking about a band that, um, for lack of a better term, feels a little industry plantish, right? Yes, yes. A- and somebody. A mutual friend, actually, yeah, very uh, an admirer of yours, but but uh, said, remember when the Bronx there was a little suspicion, you know what I mean, that they yeah, were an industry yeah, plant, you know, what yeah. I mean? and we'll get into that, yeah. But but the here's what it is for for us right now with labels, and this is why you are an interesting case study, right? Uh, I believe it was the fella from Less Than Jake, yeah, 
business person. What's his? I don't know his fucking name. Dread, Dreadlock know. McGee, whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> Dreadlock, Dreadlock McGee. Is, no disrespect to Dreadlock McGee. <laughs> no disrespect podcast. Uh, yeah, right. So, uh, but I think he's the one that said it, which is, we t- will we take the money from labels. The label itself, respectfully, doesn't matter very much. Yeah, it's just because, the bank. Because we will outlive the label. Yeah. That's a very bold statement, yeah. but less than Jake meant it. Yeah. You know I mean, they've outlived yeah. a couple yeah. labels now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, I think that's a brilliant way to look at your career. And this is no disrespect podcast. No disrespect to Pure Noise, who, who uh, has put out our, our uh, last two LPs and an EP and did a good job with all of them. Uh, that, uh, it, it looks, unless there's a, an angel investor that's going to double the offer, it looks like we're going to resign uh, probably momentarily. Yeah, yeah, and, cool. And uh, we've enjoyed that relationship a lot. But what's interesting is that unlike when I was a kid, people are not curating based on record labels anymore. Yeah. So a listener is not seeking out everything on Revelation. They're not, you know what I mean? No. uh, So they might be a fan of multiple Pure Noise bands or none. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they'll be like, oh, I like Drug Church. Oh, it's on Pure Noise. I don't know what that is, or I'm not interested. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. So, uh, it is. Uh, uh, I find that a fascinating shift. Uh, Turnstile, bigger than life. They're on a massive label, but they almost blind blind label the thing where they where you wouldn't know they're on Roadrunner. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. not celebrating it. That and that's yeah. that's not because they're shitting on it either. It's just no. not. It's it's no longer necessary to. Put put somebody else's la- uh, uh, brand on your back. Yes. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not helping you the way that it used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, that that's a fascinating change, right? Yeah. Uh, and but you were kind of ahead of that curve because uh, the Bronx has been on how many labels? Okay, so Ferret. Yep. Island Def Jam. Yep. Uh, our own label, White Drugs, and now we're on Cooking Vinyl, um, for and we run ATO. The, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Probably some good relationships and some okay relationships yes, in that mix, right? Straight up. Okay, uh, but through all of it, you had the the foresight and wherewithal to say, uh, if it goes bad, we're still a band. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, ex- exactly, man. You know, it's like. I think, like, for us back in, you know, and going kind of, you know, what you're talking about, uh, leading into it a little bit with, like, kind of bands nowadays that might be plants, might not be plants, you know, when we first started, uh, our manager was like, okay, you know, we're going to do this thing where we're going to, you know, we have three songs, we had three songs, we're going to try to gain as much interest as we can uh, and just not respond to anybody, you mm-hmm. know? So he was able to get the music out to all these different labels and they would be like, Oh shit, you know, this is coming from a guy, Jonathan Daniel, who went on to start crush management and like now manages like green day and Weezer and fallout boy and all that stuff. But he was like, uh, he was like, okay, so we're going to do this. Uh, and, and so we were just, we were just writing songs. I mean, we were, we were a band, we were working on music, writing songs and he got everyone interested in the band just by getting the music out there. And then when they would try to get a hold of the band or get access to the band, we wouldn't reply to anybody. And when we did, it would be super cryptic. And we would send, like, you know, like Joby sent, like, we got, like, a, 
you know, an, an email from some like dorky label guy that was like, you know, it's like send me the rock, you know, and so we like actually like FedExed him like a box of rocks, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. like just stupid stuff that, like that's that. Fa- that's faith no more shit. Yeah, but yeah. but but okay. So I guess my question to that is: Is there an equivalent to that in like the social media uh, era? And is that equivalent like, you know, faking that you're popular or okay, so, like what like what what is what is that version now? Yeah, well, there's social media 1.0, and there was bands that gamed that system. I'm thinking specifically of like, uh, uh, like fucked up for example. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now fucked yeah. up gamed the system, doing kind of what you did, which is, uh, they controlled. They controlled uh, kind of what they gave to press. Like now, now uh, we were talking about it off mic. I have a really bad habit of being uh, too available, right? Like, uh, and I don't mean like uh, you can just DM me and I'll definitely get back to you or anything. But what I mean is like, I like po- I like talking. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I like podcasts, etc. And you got fellas <clears throat> like uh, uh, like Wes uh, now of Cold Cave, but uh, yeah, yeah, from yeah. American Nightmare, who. Uh, He's always had like a little bit more guarded persona, right? Yeah. And it, it, part of that is that people really they want to know more about him, but he doesn't give them more, so they have to go into the music, and it, it, it's really a nice thing. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's not my nature. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I, I talk. I, so and uh, and people, it's unfortunate because what happens is I give people the opportunity to dislike me <laughs> you know I, mean? like, so, I was thinking about it. It, it i have so much sympathy for these guys that get in trouble like the, like like these uh, uh these podcasters and shit that get like like like, like run out of town and shit for saying yeah. the wrong thing i have so much sympathy for them because my tone is terrible like i'm not funny so like everything lands with a oh is he being mean you know what i mean yeah. like uh, and, and i it's like a, a curse in my life so uh but I give I I give too much of that like I like I make it available for people to dislike me. But bands like fucked up at a time, and uh, certainly West did this, and yeah. and uh, they managed. I mean, uh, on a very large level, Tool did this, right? Yeah. Like, like, but that wasn't the social media age. But 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 it's like same idea. You limit access. It builds a type of anticipation to get access yeah uh it makes people dive into what you're doing with gives you some control too yeah, you gives know you some control and uh it, but this is social media 2.0 now yeah uh where i don't know if i've seen anybody pull it off except for going the opposite way making yourself too available yeah filming yourself on the toilet you know what i mean yeah, like that, yeah, that, that, yeah, that type yeah, of yeah. shit now I might appear to a fifty-year-old man. I might appear a clown because I do. I talk a lot, and and you know maybe they think that there's something cool about that. But but as the march of time goes on, I think a lot of like the TikTok generation to me appears clowny, right? Yeah. Because it's too much access. At some point, it's like you become profoundly uninteresting. When I, I if I've seen you on the toilet, if I've seen more yeah, of you than yeah. I see my girlfriend in the last few months, like yo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need any more. You yeah, know what I mean? I don't yeah, need your yeah, music because yeah, yeah. what more could you provide me? I feel like I've gotten everything that you have to offer. You know? Yeah. So, uh, but some of them have gamed it um, in such a way where being, like it works for their audience, right? It might not work for me. I'm yeah. decrepit. But uh, it works for their audience uh, being hyper available. But there's a price to that. Like in the same way that I'm sure it's annoying for Wes or the kids in, in Fucked Up to have 
people project onto them because of the unknowns, right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure that that's frustrating at times. It's, uh, if you let people know everything about you, then they approach you with a type of familiarity that is uncomfortable. It's, yeah. it's the opposite. It's not, yeah, it's like nothing's unknown. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, when I got together with my girlfriend, she would say, again, she doesn't give a fuck about this type of music. So, she, so she'd say, I'm not angry at these people. They seem nice, but why are people who like you interested in me? Like why, why? Like why do they follow me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. because we're together. And I tried to explain. Well, I, I, I think that I've, um, you know, for lack of a better word, parasocial relationships, right? Yeah. Where, where um, people kind of, uh, they can look at you. It's a very because I'm not I'm no type of celebrity, but it's a, it's a very small fishbowl. But they're looking at you in through a fishbowl, and. It can feel shitty when the tide turns on you. Like, when people don't want you to win and don't like you, yeah. being in a fishbowl fucking sucks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if you are a, even a small fishbowl, again, I'm a, if I'm on a celebrity, of, if I'm a celebrity, it's a Z, like, what what comes after when you hit Z? Z, yeah. Z, A? You know what I mean? I'm a Z, A celebrity, right? So, like, it's lower than low. But, uh if you have a, a, if you're a malignant narcissist or, or just young, you know what I mean? Yeah, Cause sometimes yeah, yeah. that's the same shit. You know what I mean? <clears throat> then all that attention can be exhilarating. You think people like you. I've seen this a million times from very yeah. young people that, that kind of hit a lick early and, and, you know, um, but when people decide that they don't want you to win and they still are looking at your dirty underwear, yeah. no good, you know, yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no good. No, no, no. So, uh, but I, so to answer the question, uh, there is a certain, um, threshold, like we all have, we all have our sellout points and, yeah. we, and we all have our, um, nah, I can't do that without, yeah. so, so this, this is to say, um, when we were young, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I think even the name is a little disturbing because it's too backwards looking, right? Yeah. It's uh, it's almost too. In some ways, I respect it because it's like bracingly honest. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, like it's like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. remember when you didn't yeah. have a, a car payment? Remember when you when you were yeah. divorced? Yeah. Oh, that was awesome when you were divorced. You know, yeah. like uh, uh, you remember you thought your kids would like you. You know what I mean? Like that type of shit. Like, when you weren't divorced. <laughs> yeah, right. So, 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 in some ways, but here's the thing. Uh, as much as that, like. And people went and had a good time. You yeah, know? As yeah, I said, yeah. I watched way too many fucking videos from bands yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But they offered me the right amount of money. I'll play that tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like, I'll play it tomorrow. But there's certain shit that it's like, hey, Patrick, they've offered you a decent amount of money um, uh, to, to, to do TikToks of yourself on the toilet. You know what I mean? I'd go. No. How do you feel about Cameo? Cameo is one of those lines for me. Like, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those things for me where... And no disrespect to anyone out there, no any artists, musicians, or whoever that's doing cameo. But for me personally, mm -hmm. I've had a couple like people like, "Oh, are you you know on this or not?" And for me personally, it's like a that's a rough one for me. That's like where I'm like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. So, uh, Drug Church got a ton of press on the on the new record. Yeah, a and uh, I got a, a message from one of the fellas at Cameo. Who, who said, hey, you know, is this something you'd be interested in? And I said, uh, 
I would have to be so much more successful for it to yeah. to feel good. Um, I do not have because if I could make, I love offsetting bills, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, so here's the thing I didn't realize until I was older, is that life isn't about acquiring money; it's about offsetting costs. Yeah. So so that's to say, uh. Oh, uh, this side hustle you do only makes ten thousand dollars. Is it worth it? It's like, well, that's that's my car payment. Yeah. Or or, or that's yeah. so you don't look at it as yeah. money because that's yeah. dumb. You look at it as this offsets this particular cost in my life, and now I no longer have to think about it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, if I could get a cameo a day for seventy five dollars and spend whatever their take is, let's say they take, let's say I'm left with, I don't know, sixty. Right? Yeah. Um, fifty dollars. I would eat $50 of food takeout every single day. Yeah. It would offset my takeout yeah. expenses, right? So, also, I bet I could have fun with, with Cameo. Yeah, it seems, well, that's the thing. It seems like it could be, a, there's, you know, there's a creative outlet to it, which I think a lot of people like. But it also just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, that would be great if you just, if you did like a cycle where, Every dollar you made from Cameo, you like went to like McDonald's and oh, just over time you just got like I was thinking I've been enormous. thinking about <laughs> I've been thinking about finding an avenue for this, calling it something like yeah. your money, my party, where you you just you send so there's a uh, I guess he's a political pundit. I don't know how to describe him, but he's a he, he, he's a he's a fellow with the podcast and shit like he's written a couple books named Michael Malice, where every time I've seen it happen to him, every time somebody attacks him online he says, hey, my supporters are going to send me money for every time you send me an abusive message. And so it disincentivizes yeah, 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 yeah. The, the person attacking. And then, but his promise, which is what makes it work, his promise is that he will spend that money on something completely worthless that has no long-term <laughs> value. So he'll like... I got uh, some skis. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly right. It's a very funny. It's a very funny gimmick, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. he'll be like, I, I, I bought this, this ivory, this ivory knife. You know, yeah, what I mean? like, yeah. Like, uh, I, I, uh, I, I bought this mask from Ghana. You know what I mean? And it's like, what are you gonna do with it? Yeah. I don't know. It'll probably end up in storage. You know what I mean? But yeah. I didn't because he knows that somebody's sending him money to like put an addition on his home has like a doesn't people that's not the bit's not good you know what no. I mean but the bit of you send me money and I will really waste it yeah is funny yeah and I've been thinking about doing a Patreon where uh, whatever you whatever I can make a month whether that's $200 or $2,000 I promise you I will show you the receipts that I spent it like a total fucking moron yeah you know what I mean and uh do you remember uh was it the shacks shack seven do you remember this uh, uh it was a, it was a group that got arrested um maybe an animal rights thing anyway um at one point my other band was going to do a a shack spelled shit like shaquille o'neal yeah a benefit where we mailed the money to shack <laughs> <laughs> Now, granted, that's obnoxious, right? Because yeah, yeah, Shaq yeah, yeah, would get yeah. like 400 bucks and say, what, what, yeah. you know, what am I doing with this? But it'd be fun to see if he cashed a check, right? Yeah. And it's also like a bit of a commentary on uh, kind of 
where do you think your money's going? Yeah. This shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and when it comes specifically to charities, it's like. Yeah, it's the question. Like, you know, there's a zillion documentaries on all of them. It's the question, really, no one really wants the answer to. No, because it's you like, want to fire something into the yeah, world and feel good. And uh, yeah. listen, I'm with it. That's fine. You know, it's like, but it is. It's like, oh, God. It's just like, it, you're, it's just like, man, where. Where does it end up? You yeah, know what I mean? Well, well, like, like, does, it, does it actually end up where you want it to end up, you know? Well, I mean, like, okay, we, uh, uh, we raised $9 million last year. It's a pity that our operating costs are 8.5. Yeah. You know, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, too bad. Whoa. We, ha- we hired 30 more staff. Oh, yeah. It's time for a quick commercial break so we can refresh our Jerry Loves Ginger cocktail, ladies and gentlemen. How are we going to do that? We're going to take one part Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum and three parts Ginger Beer. How we're going to make it? We're going to add Sailor Jerry Spiced Rum to an empty rocks glass. We're going to fill it with ice. We're going to top it with Ginger Beer and garnish it with a fresh lime or candy ginger. Now back to the show. Let's talk about, I need to get into your musical history a little sure. bit here because I'm, I'm interested. I want to know. Uh, how did your road to kind of picking up a microphone kind of take shape you know okay so this is uh, not a glorious uh, uh, story in any way it's uh in high school my friends were forming a band uh, they didn't have a singer and i am i'm just like a uh i'm a person that they probably realized would not be shy or embarrassed yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. so despite the fact that i had never demonstrated any vocal ability or have to this day they were like they were like uh, it's i guess you you know what i mean and for whatever reason uh I took to the part of it that uh, was just expressive. I never, yeah. uh, you know, as people that are coming to the show tonight will realize, never dialed in the actual ability to do the thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's pretty dialed, man. I mean, I'm, I I know, you know, you obviously have your own insights and in, in, into what, you know, you're doing as an artist and as a singer and as a front man and lyricist and all that. But, uh, you know, from my perspective... Um, you know, it's it's pretty fucking awesome, and it's it's unique, you know. So, but but I kind of the same way for me, man. I was just kind of the guy that they were like, okay, you know, he he won't really be shy about it. Let's give him the mic because I couldn't play anything, you know. Well, so there's a. Uh, are you familiar with this? I think it's called quarterback theory. Are you familiar with this? No, hit me. So you ever notice how quarterbacks are good looking? Yeah. The the rationale that they've you know they kind of back logic the thing, which is uh, young people defer to. A good-looking person and put them in a leadership role. Yeah. Uh, now you don't necessarily do that as an adult, but but still sometimes. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. Good-looking people tend to have an easier go of it. Yeah. But uh, I like to think this is why you and I got the gig. <laughs> yeah. They, they yeah. put us in a leadership yeah. role because they said, yeah. "Look at these faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Look at these mean? guys. <laughs> Look at these guys. People will follow them." Yes. Uh, hands. <laughs> but uh, no. You know what? I. Uh, I got into the part of it that's just the expressive part. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's times that I never get insecure about it because I don't got a gun to anybody's head making them listen. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it's like uh, you opt in or you opt out. I'm not. If it offends you that I can't really do the thing, then I listen. I'm on your side. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but but the uh, I uh, I got into the part of it where uh, we you and I have a rare opportunity. Uh, to hopefully, by virtue of uh, sort of the uh, conventions of genre, uh, make people happy while expressing ourselves. Yeah. 
That is not just the best. I mean, if you think about it, and shout out to my shout out to my people out there that make horrid art that nobody enjoys because we're talking about working within the confines of a th of a th okay let me put it like this you know those fellas that uh, uh, a lot of them in history that we think of them as punk uh, maybe they were early punks uh, and then they it was too confining yeah, yeah, yeah so they went off into other things some of those are the most brilliant musicians we've had and others just made unforgivable yeah. bullshit noise yeah and shout out to both, yes. right? Yeah. But when your heart takes you into unforgivable bullshit noise, because that's your muse, that's what you love. Yeah. There's something about that. I mean, that's still God bless. That is fucking great that you have the focus to do the, the art that you love. But it also kind of sucks that you're not going to get a smile out of a single living human. Yeah. Now, but by virtue of... Uh, liking a type of guitar music that has hooks, that, that that is driving. And that's just something that we naturally enjoy. It was an inclination. Uh, we also get to contribute to something where people actually bop around and have a good time. That's yeah. crazy, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it could have gone the other, way for, uh, the other way for either one of us. We could, we could be, uh, you know, uh, 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 playing uh, a harpsichord and, and screaming. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, yeah. Like, because uh, <laughs> thank God we're not. Uh, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> but, but shout out to those people because yes, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's only, it's honestly only a mistake of. Uh, it's just coincidence that I should like these things and yeah. then have the opportunity to pursue something where. Now I even make a little bit of money off of it. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. But when you sit down, when you are in your your musical creative space, are you writing for yourself or are you writing for uh, yourself and, you know, whoever's going to be listening to it? So we, we, it's funny you should say that. We actually had this conversation in the van two days ago because we were listening to a band that we think made every every decision badly. Every decision was what band is the, the, the <laughs> no disrespect podcast. Uh, <laughs> that every move that this band has made since since they came out has worked against people liking them, which they wanted to, right? So yeah. it's uh, which again, if that's your muse, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. However, uh, we were talking about how the job that we have isn't to necessarily pander to to a listener yeah but my job is also not to do things intentionally that they will dislike yeah, <laughs> Which yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. and look again if you if you are uh if that's where it takes you if that's where um i think it's childish to want to 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 ignore people that are into what you're doing i, I the thing like you if know you, if you like, like it's, it's an interesting thing because it's like you don't if it, 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 it there's some people where if they start thinking about that and i think a certain people it, uh, to a certain aspect i think it happens to everybody if you think too much about you know if you're writing at, like and, and those records too where it's obviously written like these kind of generic anthems for like the audience yeah, quote unquote yeah. you know that's never really that great might be successful but it's never really that great and I think everyone kind of has to walk that line, especially maybe in the beginning you don't have fans, you know, but eventually, hopefully, you get fans. 
And that's an amazing thing. And, you know, it's like you never really want to take that for granted. People going to see you live, people buying your albums, people reading your lyrics. So you don't want to ignore it, but it's also a weird thing when you're like writing. It's it's a very personal, you know, expressive experience, and it's a weird kind of line to walk, you know. <laughs> well, an example of this, where I come off like a dickhead, is whenever I find out that someone who is, you know, when I'm sure this has happened to you, um, someone tells you that someone a much bigger figure than you is a fan of your work, right? <clears throat> so let's say James Hetfield is a fan of yeah, both yeah. of our bands, right? Uh, people kind of have this thing where it's, isn't that cool? It's not not cool. It's not not cool at all. But at the same time, this is where I get cocky and weird, where I go, I make good music, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, yeah. just, that's just a guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's just yeah, a human yeah, being. Yeah. Even, even, even yeah. if I respect what he's done, it's just a guy. And I, and I would hope he likes my music. Otherwise, he's a tasteless dickhead. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, it, it's uh, that's the only time that I get cocky about it. The, the rest of the time, I got to say, the and that might be just some pushback against celebrity type of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. mindset. But <clears throat> for the most part, I really think that if you like what you're doing, you cannot pretend to be smarter than the person that loves you. Yeah, I think that that's like mental poison. When you're sitting around believing that you are a misunderstood genius and that your fan doesn't understand you, yeah. they're dumb, and, and I just wish that I had any other... Per Listen, most people float through life with nobody but their wife or, f or husband loving them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you can have some people that really connect with what you do, even if, even if they, in truth, don't know you, wouldn't love you if they did... They love something that you've made, and that has value. That's cool. Yeah. And they could be a stone chalk moron that you do not relate to. But they've found something in you, in what you've created, that they do relate to. Yeah. I don't see any reason to shit on that. You no, know I mean? no, absolutely not, man. And it's uh, it's just it's a uh, it's just a weird thing, you know. But it's like I think that you know, I especially as you're kind of like. As a band evolves, you know, and as, you know, the band progresses, hopefully, and you get more fans, it's just, it's always a really cool thing to kind of, like, talk to different artists about, especially, like, the writing process. And I, I want to talk to you more about your writing process, too, because you do something uh, completely different uh, than, than I do, which is you write, from what I know about Drug Church, your band writes the music, sends it to you, and you just throw lyrics on top of it. It's not yeah. something that you guys do together. You're no. not working out in the room together, jamming together, working on songs. So lyrical approach-wise, mm -hmm. you know, first of all, a couple questions about writing. When did you first, like, start writing? You mm -hmm. know, is it something you've always been into? And, uh, you know, like, musically speaking, when it comes time to write a record, uh, how do you approach it? So, uh I don't know if I always wanted to be a writer, but the, but the first uh, uh, the first medium that made sense to me, and it's still I, I do it now, in the way that I have three and a half careers, uh, I, it's one of them. Uh, comic books yeah, were, yeah, yeah. Were, were the thing that really spoke to me as a kid. Couldn't get me to read a book. Uh, wasn't interested in music until I was much older, and <clears throat> but comics always made sense to me, right? Uh, and. Uh, for a guy that I don't think is a nasty narcissist, I do have a disease, and let's just call it 
let, let's be charitable and just say, oh, it's a very punk thing, right? <laughs> like, like, let's not call it narcissism. But, but it's almost impossible. I'm not a narcissist. I'm punk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I, there's not. I don't have a personality disorder. I'm punk. Uh, but uh, but the, the uh, there's nothing that I can enjoy without wanting to try it. I don't know what that is. Some people can yeah. watch. Some people can watch the NFL every Sunday and never think, you know what, I I want to try out for the NFL. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. for me personally, I, things that I really enjoy, I go, I I I, I bet this is the narcissist part or the punk part. Punk, punk part <laughs> is, I bet I could do it better than these geniuses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, which is so dumb, by the way. But you need that. You need to be yeah. that dumb for yeah. some stage of your life. You know what I mean? Steely Dan, these hacks. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. No, you can't. No. But it doesn't matter. You no, get you, you if you get 40% there, if you get 10% there, you're still better than most. So this is the idea. Uh so uh writing uh uh early in the respect, but I but not in music, right? It wasn't like I was the kid with the book of poetry or anything. Yeah, like yeah. Um and uh, but I started getting into music. Uh, I would. You know, this is very. This dates me. So, so what? Badly. What were you writing early on? There were you writing like comic book things, like yeah, just, just like storylines and yes, stuff like that? that. That type of thing, like just uh, planning things out that go nowhere. You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, but music didn't start for me until uh, I was maybe twelve ish, and I would bike down to the public library, and I would. Uh, take out their CDs based on album art. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was cool. connecting with art so much as a kid <clears throat> yeah. that I was still, oh, this band must be cool. Their art's cool. Right? Yeah. And it still informs my musical taste to this day. Like, I don't meet too many dudes in punk bands <laughs> that love Little Feet as much as I love the band Little Feet, <laughs> right? Uh, I fucking love Rush. It's because I was yeah. inclined to give Rush a shot because the album art yeah, fucking yeah. ruled, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it did. Um, so uh, that's how I started to get into stuff, is I would take stuff out of the library, and, and uh, this was the CD era, so what you had in front of you was what you had. I was 12. I didn't own anything. Yeah. I mean? So I would just listen to stuff from the library, and certain stuff would connect, and then there was, this is another dated reference, there was uh, uh, Columbia House. You know, oh, yeah, where, yeah. Where you'd get your you get 10 CDs yeah. for, for 10 cents yes, or whatever. Yes, 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 and do it, <laughs> do it under like three different names. So, uh, so that's how I got introduced to music, and uh, it was kind of off to the races uh, uh, then in terms of enjoying it and sort of consuming it and with, with, with some type of uh, critical eye, and then, or critical ear, and then, uh, uh, then I was asked to play in a terrible hardcore band, and I said, "Well, yeah, 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 that's a little bit like Rush." Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I had uh, started going to shows and and uh, really connected with the accessibility of the whole thing, which is like, yeah. these guys suck. Yeah. You know, what I mean, I can do this. Yeah, you know I can I mean? suck. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, which is honestly uh, not to get too. Uh, to dad here but i think that that's part of the value of really tragic local scenes where everybody's terrible yeah is it inspires you it's really inspiring to go to something and say i 
think I could do better. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, and also when you know, like when 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 getting involved is like you know, like there's no bar because everyone's yes. so bad. Yes, you know what I mean. So it's like when the bar is so low that it's super easy to just step over, and the next thing you know, you're. You know, you're playing bass, or you're fucking, you're Making picking a little, up a microphone, or a little you're bit ha- of progress, little bit of progress, having fun, and just stepping into it that way. Versus, you know, if you're, I don't know, at least like if you're, if you're in a, uh, a spot where the musicality is just insane. Like I imagine sometimes, you know, going to you know music school or things like that. Like that has to be, you know, like I, I was never really that like that way as far as like approaching music i have a couple friends who went to music school and the theory and all that good stuff but i'd much rather come into it from the fucking gutter you know (laughs) it's like and approach it that way i mean uh, as stupid as it sounds when you uh, come into it with everything is a win yeah i mean it's like we wrote a song oh that's awesome (laughs) yeah (laughs) 10 months later we wrote a good song you know what i mean like oh mind blown so it uh yeah, I think that there's value to that. Uh, and, uh, you know, music school kids, stop killing yourself over shit. If you're not the most brilliant true. player in the world, you can still be a, a truly brilliant uh, songwriter uh, because that's a simpler process than you probably imagine. This is me giving advice. I can't write a song to save my life. But uh, and, and then also, uh, some of you are just destined to be the most solid bass player there is. Yeah. It, it's yeah. you don't have to rank yourself against the greatest that ever lived. You know what I no. mean? It's it, it's just hey, can are you can comparison you, is the thief of joy? Yeah, can you fill <laughs> can you fill the role? The thing that I say all the time is, uh, don't write above your ability, and you'll hit you'll hit good songs. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like 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 if if you know exactly what your limitations are, you and you try to write songs within that spectrum, you will one out of twenty times. Hit a passably good song, and occasionally, bang! Yeah, yeah I mean, hit a yeah. good one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, don't. I don't know. I I just think when you said uh, uh, how people that go to music school sometimes must feel, I, I remembered that there's people that wash out of that with real depression. You know oh, what I mean? dude, and, yeah. I mean, the stress, the anxiety, and then just the pressure. To, and a lot of those people, um, at least friends that I know, in in my experience. It's very like they go into it with pressure because it's like a lot of times it's coming from the family yeah. or, or whatever. And it's like, you know, I mean, it's that's one thing I'm very fortunate, you know, with with punk rock, with the Bronx, with everything, you know, I've experienced in the music industry so far. It's been like, you know, of course, there's pressure. Of course, there's shitty moments. Of course, there's anxiety and stress. But it's been like, you know, it's it's been all us. You know what I mean? It's not anyone else or any sort of like, um, you know, like unforeseen stress or thing that's happening to us. It's all us just kind of gradually figuring out how we want to do this the whole way. And I love that aspect of it. I love just kind of being in control and being okay with the wins and losses and just going with the flow. You know, this is a this is a thing that's like very difficult to explain to a young person, which is. Sometimes you'll be whack for two years, yeah, and, and, and other times you're gonna be lit. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. It's uh, uh, th- there's sometimes there's no rhyme or reason uh, to what people. Uh, I'm not gonna use their name. No, no disrespect, podcast. Um, there's a band who are a very capable metal band that no one wants to see win, and it's almost startling. 
because once the winds started blowing against them, this band that had a ton of forward momentum suddenly in the struggle, right? Yeah. And it's like, that sucks, don't get me wrong, but on a long enough timeline, that's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, yeah. like, it, it is what it is. So, And that's the other thing. That, uh, uh, the Kinsellas, right? The uh, uh, Cat and Jazz, the, those kids. The, yeah. The, the ones, uh, I read a... <clears throat> Whichever one of them, there's two brothers. They, there might be three, the, and one of them does Joan of Arc, right? Uh, inter, uh, interview I read a long time ago, where he at that point, by the time I read this interview, he, he must have been at it for you know 15 years or whatever. And and uh, uh, Cat and Jazz is one of those things that people kind of aggrandize in their heads and make like one of the early like that type of Midwest emo thing and what whatever and and. He'd had success at other things, but he said in the interview, he goes, look, I got no ego about this stuff. Um, we just, they were in Europe at the time doing the interview, and he, he said, you know, we just played Stuttgart in front of 800 people. Today we're in Italy. I heard the ticket count is 30. <laughs> you know, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, goes, yeah. he goes, this is a career. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And I think that that's, with music, it's a fascinating thing. People don't treat it like other careers. They think that, like that rap song all I do is win you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. Like, like it's like no nobody all they do is win yeah <laughs> you know I mean? and, and in the same way that it's uh, true in the same way that like a a, a a tech guy probably starts six companies two of them land uh sometimes that's tours sometimes that's bands sometimes that's yeah. albums sometimes that you know what I mean? for sure and it, it's uh okay we we played the same venue not the same show uh, the other day, as a band called A Wall Nation. Yes. Now the the kid from that band dipped his head in, said he dipped his head he, in, he, said what's up. Uh, shout out to him. A Wall. Uh, uh, very nice of him. You know yeah. What I mean? uh, and uh, I before because I knew we were playing the same venue. I didn't know anything about the band, so I'm on Wikipedia reading the whole thing, whatever. He was in like bands from 1999, doing like you know punk band. Uh, yeah. Uh, kind of like post-hardcore-ish rock band. Yeah. You know what I mean? And with each iteration, probably learned something. You know what I mean? Pro and then finally uh, hit something out of the park with, with his current band, right? Yeah. But it took like three major label debacle bands where yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. go wrong yeah. and you know what I mean? That whole bullshit. And, it's, it's, and sometimes that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? And uh, the problem is that I'm sure that that kid had people telling him, "Hey, brother, I can get you into real estate." Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, it might yeah. be time to move on. You know yeah. what I mean. Like, like, like it, it's a, uh, it, uh, you know, are are you sure you don't want to become a programmer? You know, your brother's doing great at it, that, that type of shit. Uh, and he could have taken that off ramp at any time, and a lot of people should. You know what I mean? Yeah. But but he is the exception that proves the rule. Where uh, it said in his in his bio. Grants his Wikipedia, so you know. I mean, it could be his publicist writing this shit, <laughs> but um, it uh, it said, uh, you know, he wrote the song. They, they have a hit. That A Wall Nation is a hit. It's got like thirty million plays or something, right? right? And uh, he just his band broke up. Decides to start writing solo stuff, whatever, in his bedroom. It's the first song he writes is his new thing. Yeah. Now it's like financed his life. Yeah, you know dude. What I mean? And but 
a lot of fellas maybe took the off ramp. A lot of fellas should have taken the off ramp. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then there's this guy. You want to hear a dark, dark commentary? Hit me. A friend of mine who's a booking agent said something once where he said, a thing people don't understand is I need a few super hot successful bands, not just for the money, but to keep all the 300 cap bands motivated you know what yeah, I mean? to, yeah, believe, yeah, yeah, to yeah. believe that they can achieve yeah, that as well yeah, yeah, yeah now that's just a reality it sounds a little dark it sounds a little yeah. malicious from a booking agent you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like yeah. these fools will never get it but they got to keep chasing it yeah, <laughs> yeah. but but it's uh there's something to that right and here's the thing again we're treating music different than any other career but like i'm sure if you're a truck driver you dream of like I'm gonna own multiple trucks. I'm gonna hire out. Yeah, I'm gonna have people under me. Uh, maybe you don't get there in this life. But what do you? We treat you like you're dumb for wanting it. Yeah. No, no. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like yeah. that. It's okay to want that shit. Like, somebody the other day told me that they kind of wanted what Turnstile has. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's not for me to shit on that person because yeah. having the the goal to have a thing, pretty sick. And, yeah. And if and if you were in any other career in life, we'd say, yeah, maybe it won't happen for the dude, but it's cool that he, it's cool that he wants X, Y, or Z. Yeah. We never say, oh, it's it's dumb. It's he's such a dumb piece of shit. We never no, say that. Yeah, dude. Goals <laughs> goals are good. Dreams are good. <laughs> right. And, but with but with music and art, it's uh, people take a completely different uh, view view of them than they do of. Uh, you know, other crafts or other, uh, uh, other trades. Yeah. And uh, to a large degree, because you and I have toured a long time, we a lot of this is close to truck driving. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, like, there's it an is. aspect of our lives. It we, is. We could talk. Over could, the top. We, yeah, exactly. We, we, <laughs> we, we could talk all the bullshit about the expressive parts of our life and, and, and how exciting it is to, to be able to, like, you know, look, if you're an actuary... There's a stability in that, uh, but if if your dharma, for lack of a better word, is to express yourself, then it must feel like a bit of a prison, right? So you yeah. and I can talk about the the real joy of being able to express yourself, but for seven hours a day, it's truck driving. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just long haul fellas. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, so yeah. in that respect, I think uh, I try not to treat myself too much different than any other you know contractor or blue collar sort yeah. of fella. Uh, it also keeps you from being too much of a fucking pretentious asshole. You know? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, the latest record, Hygiene, mm. lyrics, talk to me about it. How'd you do it? Uh, same process as always, which is... What is it? I go in the studio, I listen to the track maybe five times, I sit for 30 minutes to an hour, write the lyrics, go in, uh, uh, go into the booth. Uh, our engineer, John... Uh, we'll say, try this. And for people that are like, oh, Patrick is... Uh, <laughs> That's really your process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I write That's them in, insane. I write them in the studio. Sometimes I'll have an idea for a chorus before I get in the studio. But very, almost never verses. Never. And uh, so I write it all in the studio. Here's why. Knowing that I'm wasting money gets it done. You know what I mean? Like, knowing that it, this is... Every minute that there is not something being sung, money is burning. Yeah. It makes me... It makes the best parts of 
I've only I've only hit writer's block doing this like once or twice in my life. Uh, for the most part, my juices are flowing when I know that it's like, if I looked at the per hour on this, I'd feel bad. Yeah, and you're cool with, you know, like you don't second guess anything that you're doing. Like you don't you don't think when you do it that way, like maybe if you had a little bit more time to spend on the song, you could have gotten a little bit further. Or when you when you get it, you're stoked on everything you do, and you're like, that's it, that's the song. Never stoked on anything, but 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 when. But hygiene gave us a little bit more time because we had multiple sessions. Yeah. So if something was truly ass, like if I delivered in those first two sessions, if something I delivered was like just dog shit, then we did have that final okay. one oh, yeah. to, to be like, you know, gently tell me, you want to try this again? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? uh, but uh, in terms of the actual writing, uh, it is uh, it's it's done in the studio. Uh, that's cool man that's super unique dude that's super unique and i think is it is it is it kind of always been that way because of the comic book writing it well comic book writing will get you in a good mindset because uh monthly periodical comics require you to you, you got produce that's it yeah you know, you know what i mean yeah. like, like oh you're not happy with your work guess what <laughs> you know what i mean like finished work is better than no work so yeah so, so uh it, it you know, do you have like a comic book deal? Are you like, uh, are you actively yeah, so, writing right now? So, uh, yes, I'll pump that. Uh, yeah. So right now, uh, the majority of my work is published from Image Comics. That's the uh, for people that are, enjoy comic books. That's still the third largest publisher after Marvel and DC. Awesome. It's uh, uh, exclusively creator owned material, and it is. Uh, I could get heavy into it. It's basically like a practical per person's ethos type of thing, where it's like what I put in is potentially what I get out. Yeah. It, it is, uh, uh, in a lot of ways, the, the guys who started image are not punk dudes at all. They're just se relentless self advocates, right? Yeah. From the nineties who are just like, I'm not getting exploited anymore. Fuck you. So they don't know anything about our subculture, but they have, they had the mentality of, I'm not, I'm not taking it in the rear anymore. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That, uh, that, so, that type of uh, uh, self-determination uh, and and being able to navigate your career on your own terms is still what makes the company uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, so that's who I do my work through, uh, and just look up my name and check it out. The check, check out the work. I'm I'm uh, I've had like a you now it's probably been ten years or whatever that I've I've been. Uh, actively publishing stuff yeah I, lo I looked uh, I looked it up online and it was pretty I was pretty fucking stoked man I mean it's pretty rad you know I, I, I've got like a bibliography now you know what I mean yeah that's and, fucking cool uh, and a lot of it I, I mean I'm proud of everything but it's exactly like making records where uh, if you went back and listened to your old records you'd say probably do this part different you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah it's yeah. exactly like that but it's but that learning experience is is, uh, is also part of the joy uh, you get to reiterate on Different aspects of your career over and over again, saying, "Okay, what would I do if I, you yeah, know I mean, if I was smart?" What's the uh, <laughs> what's the percentage between music and comics? What is it? Fifty fifty? Is it fifty one fifty? So, I, what I, do you love more? Oh, that's tough. Um, because so, somebody asked me that, that, you know, one of those bizarre questions: Would you rather uh, go deaf or go blind? Uh, <laughs> tough for me because those are two things that I like. I, I, I uh, music's been part of my life. Uh, you know, for over 20 years, and, and uh, comics, but comics have been part of my life since I was three. Yeah, you know I mean? that, that's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a long, yeah. so, 
Uh, difficult to say. Um, I don't know. I I, uh, I feel blessed that not to get verklempt here, but I feel blessed that I get to uh, kind of contribute uh, to both in whatever tiny way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like again, everything we do is going to be eaten by the sun eventually, right? Yes. Like no mal. You sun, know what I mean? The sun's going to eat us all. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is really cool, and I, I think that it definitely. Um, you know, reflects to your unique characteristics as a frontman and as a writer and as a comic book writer, music and, and everything, because like they, it seems like it all feeds into each other. You know what I mean? And I think that's really unique. So I've t I had this conversation with my girlfriend recently where I cross collateralize everything, but don't cross promote everything, which for people uh, in marketing or, or business of any type, that means that I'm the dumbest living human being. Like, I'm so <laughs> fucking stupid. It means that, like, should, like, you know, should on this podcast, I, I, like, uh, I offend Ben Weasel or something, right? Yeah. It, it can affect every part of my <laughs> life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But yeah. I don't use, I don't typically use music to promote comics or comics to promote music or blah, blah, blah. So really, I do this bizarre thing where I endanger everything equally, yeah. but I don't... I, I don't prosper. It's very. Yeah. It's uh, like uh, there's something wrong with my brain. Yeah, but I mean, I I I feel you. But it's like uh, you know, you kind of you're one of those guys that lives by the sword, dies by the sword. You know, and I like I like that. I like that you hang everything out. I like that you know you have a, a career as as a comic writer that feeds into the kind of stream of consciousness lyric approach that you take with the band in the studio. You know, it's like it, it's it's super it's super cool, man. It's it's really dope, and there's something that I, I think that you know a, a lot of people can kind of get out of that. Just letting um, you know everything creative in their life kind of coexist. You know, you know. So I used to have a complex. Uh, the fellow from My Chemical Romance has had a career in comics. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. His first thing out the gate was really super well received. Right, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he has chops. He, he he's, yeah. he's not like a guy that tripped into it. Uh, and But his work in, in comics is obviously overshadowed by, by yeah, music. Yeah, 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 and for sure. And for a short time, I was like, oh, no, I got to keep these things separate because I don't want to, you know, I take what I do very seriously and I don't want people, like Gene Hackman writes westerns. Yeah. Those might be fantastic western books, right? Gene Hackman's the best living actor. Yeah. So you're not going to go... His his writing is always going to take a back seat to, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to, to his acting. Now, uh, but... So I was like, uh-oh, maybe I'll be too successful. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is very dumb thinking. This is, this is like a stupid way to go through life. Uh, but uh, as it turns out, these two careers can coexist. Yeah. Uh, I, I So... Those are the two careers that are uh, public facing, but I also have, uh, I also write games for a living. Yeah. So, so, so uh, that's where uh, I talk to him. I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to get fired. No. But but I'm going to say this: working in comic books, which is a monthly periodical schedule. Things have to be done. Rap, it, it's got to get done by this time, or you fuck. Yeah, has made it so that other types of writing feel pretty easy to me. Yeah. So uh, writing for games um, feels pretty like I'm I'm doing it right now. That's right. I'm, I'm getting paid as you and I speak uh, because the actual work that 
I will do today will probably take two hours. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it, it will not consume me the same way that uh, other types of writing might, right? Yeah. Uh, now, for... Just like Legend of Zelda type shit? Are you just writing storylines like that? So a lot of it is... Video game people love lore. Yes. Right? They yes, love yeah, fucking yeah, lore, yeah, which is yeah. took took a lot of... Uh, because the type of writing that I do... Sorry for everybody that doesn't give a fuck about writing. Um, <laughs> but for the type of writing that I do... It's really character based. It's it's uh, you know it doesn't matter what is happening in Alaska at the same moment. It's about these two characters, yeah. right? Or these five characters, and but for video game people, it matters what's happening in Alaska at the same time, yeah. right? Because it's not exclusively exclusively about characters. It's about the world. It's yeah. about the lore of this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that that took some adjustment because I could see that because when people you know when I'd be asked like. Okay, but uh, you know what does that what does that mean for South America? I'd be like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're telling a story that takes place in Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah. What are you talking about? You know, there's a famous uh, there's a famous uh, Grant Morrison line: uh, "Who puts the tires in the bat? In, who puts the air in the tires of the Batmobile?" And the answer is fucking nobody. It's a comic, you moron. Pay yeah. attention to what's happening in front of you. It, you, you can't yeah. overthink these things. Yeah, but. Unlike comic writing, and certainly unlike prose, video game people do care who puts the air in the tires of the Batman. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So, so it, it took some getting used to, but it's actually a really fun type of writing because uh, at some points you're kind of like amazed that you're getting paid to fill out the details of a thing that you're, you yeah. want to say, say. That's cool, man. Nobody is ever going to use this yeah. in the narrative of the game. Yeah. And they say, yeah, but it's good to have it, and, and fans care. And you're like, well, I can't argue that. Yeah. I, I guess they do care, you know? Yeah. And God bless them. That's dope, dude. That's awesome. Patrick, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the Sailor Jerry podcast. Thank you. Uh, appreciate your time, my man. One last question I ask everybody. Uh, what to you is the meaning of life? Oh, God. Um, this is not very inspiring. Uh, I'm going to try to skate through... Uh, with a good family life, uh, no major medical issues until my 80s, um, and trying to stay grateful uh, for having uh, uh, my mental health. Nothing else really matters to me because <laughs> it, it, it's it's like I said, I could go get a job at TCBY. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, like it don't fucking matter because uh, it's all getting eaten by the sun. You know what I mean? It's, That's it's what right. It is. That's right. Appreciate your time, my man. Thank Thanks you very much. Me, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a wrap on episode 48 of the Sailor Jerry podcast. As always, ladies and gentlemen, huge amounts of respect and gratitude to our guest, the one and only Patrick Kinlan of Drug Church. Um, you know, Patrick, thank you so much for your time, my man. I know routines on tour are sacred, uh, and I really appreciate you making the time uh, to have this conversation with me. I had a blast. It was really cool. Um, you can follow Patrick at Legitimate Businessman on Twitter. He's on IG too, but he doesn't really fuck with Instagram. So, you know, you can Google him to find out uh, what's going on with his comic books. Uh, he also hosts a couple podcasts. He's got his fingers in a lot of stuff, as most of our guests do. So Google is always your friend when it comes to finding out what Patrick is up to. Um, Band-wise, of course, 
You should be following Drug Church on all social media platforms. You should be listening to Drug Church uh, because they are a great, great, great band. Um, so check that out as well. Of course, you can be following me at 213 Matman. Follow Sailor Jerry at Sailor Jerry. And of course, uh, you know, I hate to sound like Bernie Sanders here, but I am once again asking you to subscribe to the podcast, to leave a comment on YouTube, to leave a positive review on Spotify or Apple. Uh, it really helps. It goes a long way. As you know, you know, I wouldn't be asking you to do some shit if it was pointless. And of course, above all, do not forget that Sailor Jerry Spice Drum is made the old school way. 92 proof, bold and smooth as hell. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Take care of yourselves. Peace.